0: Being a real estate agent can be demanding. Being a mom, now that's even more challenging. Now being a mom in real estate, now that is hard.
1: Welcome to Moms in Real Estate. My name is Angela Fazio, and I'm your host. I'm really excited today to talk with these two beautiful ladies. But before we start, I want to give credit to the Mortgage Advantage, April Chadwick and Diane Gurdis, who make this show possible through their sponsorship. We're very grateful. Thank you so much. So let's get to it today. Today's topic is don't tell me you don't tell me I can't, right? Mm-hmm. Don't tell me you can't, right? <laughs> so that's we have two very Strong women that I'm so excited to talk because I don't like people to tell me I can't either. <laughs> but um, let me introduce you, Deborah Allen. Deborah Allen is 15 years in real estate and does almost seven million dollars in production. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I've got Heather Openshaw, who's, you've been in real estate for a long time, but only full time for two years, Correct. is that right? Yes. And your team, which we're gonna talk about later, how much, 20 million?
0: Um, so this year we're on track to do a little less than 100 transactions. Uh, oh, just yes. so 100? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so so um, that's really exciting. Yes. So, um, we're gonna get to know a little bit about these ladies and why they get that You know, they're part of this particular show. And I think, let me start with Deborah. Deborah, first
2: tell us about your kids. Um, I have two boys, Cameron and Tyrese. They are 21 and 19. They're the joy of my life. And I was someone that didn't want to have children. I wanted to have a career. And I was like, yes, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be a power woman. And boom, I was pregnant. Wow. So, it um, turned out to be the blessing of my life. Yeah, My firstborn Cameron was the most easiest baby ever. So, I was very eager to have another one. And uh, he was not so friendly. <laughs> <laughs> it took a long, long time to get Tyrese ready to be even like cooperating with other kids. He was yeah. a fighter, he was a screamer, he was a crier all night long, <laughs> all day long. <laughs> Um, But once he got to first grade, he was in love with his first grade teacher, and he turned so gentle. (laughs) That was beautiful. (laughs) Oh, the power of a woman. woman. Yeah, I know
1: David, my my David, who's now 19, got kicked out of daycare because he he would headbutt kids. Oh. That's a little harsh. Yeah. (laughs) And if you knew him now, he's so, like... Blade back and mellow, you can't even imagine your head buddy. Yeah. Here. But he, <laughs> he did it. That it. It was time. Yeah. <laughs> it so, was just a biter. <laughs> so they're 19
2: and 21, right? Yes. Yeah. And tell us what they're doing now. Um, Cameron is at U of A in Tucson. He's studying economics. Mm-hmm. He just got an offer in Washington, D.C. for his internship. Really? And he accepted. And it's going to be amazing. He's going to live right downtown, D.C. at the university. They're giving him good pay, he got a train
0: pass. Wait, he's getting
2: a paid internship? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's very exciting. Starting pay is $15 an hour. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this could, lead, this could lead to a permanent job when he yeah. graduates. And that wow. would mean he's <laughs> leaving me. Aww. But it's okay. <laughs> <I'm fine. laughs> I'm fine. And then Tyrese, he's playing football at MCC. Um, he's a running back. Fortunately, he just got injured about three weeks ago. Tore three ligaments in his knee, and uh, we are in rehab. So make sure you all vote that college football continues in Arizona. Yeah. Because they are trying to cancel it and take it off the ballot, so kids don't have an opportunity to have a stepping stone into a D1 school. Mm. So this could potentially be the end of his football. Oh, oh wow, yeah. that must be really hard for him. Very. Yeah. didn't you yeah. tell me he's super athletic like it, he can jump and do the splits he's double jointed yeah. this kid is, is insane mm. <laughs> yeah I'll pray that God chose him you yeah. know
1: uh, you know this I don't know if you know the story of Mercy Me the lead singer of Mercy mm-hmm. Me how he was an incredible football player and injured himself but that's how he that's how the door opened into his music career oh, he world. never ever would have discovered that God-given mm-hmm. talent if oh. that door hadn't been completely shut,
2: it's crazy that you say that because Therese just um, started his own record label
1: wow. <laughs> and wow. line with
2: really? a friend, and what they are, the are they're actually mm-hmm. designing it right now. He opened up his own LLC, so this is like this little thing that he's been doing, mm. and he's full in on that. I'm, I'm telling we'll you, we'll see what that opens <laughs> up for him. Sometimes
1: God will shut the most obvious yeah. door just because there's such such a bigger opportunity. So that's what, that's what I'm going to believe right there. That's exciting. Okay, That'd be nice. Okay, Heather, let's hear about Cooper and
0: Corbin. You have little ones. Yes, little little boys. God loved us, so he gave me boys. <laughs> so, yes, I yes. brothers, so I only have brothers. Five <laughs> brothers, no sisters. So I wouldn't know what to do with a little girl. But anyway, so Cooper is five years old, and he goes to Gilbert Christian. He's mm-hmm. in kindergarten. And then my Corbin is two years old, and he goes to the daycare just down the street. Yes. So, yeah, they like to – we have a polar ranger they like to go on ranger rides I yeah. had to ask her what that was I had no idea what that was uh we have a little my husband team ropes and so we have a ring in our backyard so they have a little pony named blackjack um they like him I wish they would like him a little more but that will come right <laughs> and um yeah they like to do anything outside they like to, the trampoline they love to swim all that kind of good yeah. stuff so yeah little yes. rambunctious boys yes
1: I too was thankful to god my first two were boys and I got Danielle when mm-hmm. she was nine so right or eight, so because I married into it, and then we got Ari, and then I, I love her. So you're <laughs> gonna watch this, and we're buds now. But girls are hard. Oh, yeah. Girls are hard. Boys are easier. They just are. I pray for boys. <laughs> so, so that's exciting. Two little boys, two big boys, right? Yeah. And so um, I, we're gonna get we'll get into the real estate in just a second because I you have to tell the story of how you and your husband met and that whole background where you're coming from.
0: Okay, so I'm from a very small town called park Arizona it's by the Colorado River Um, if you're from California you probably know it because you probably brought your boat down on the weekends and um, I used to work at a little bikini shop actually that's where my love for sales started believe it or not really people would women would come in fill up their boats like $500 of gas and they would come and I could I would try to see how many bathing suits I can sell them (laughs) like a pumping of the gas of like five minutes long (laughs) and you can get them up to like $1,000 in like swimsuits and then they're out the door and they go and their husbands have no idea. We would hide the bags. Uh, um, yeah, so. Woo, you're naughty. You're naughty. <laughs> awesome. So that was awesome. Anyways, I'm from a small town. Um, my husband grew up in the same small town I did. My parents grew up there. And I think when we were talking and maybe what you're looking for is it was just kind of like poor and so we didn't know we were poor and we we got food and everything like we're supposed to my mom worked multiple jobs to make sure that um i never knew it um Mm -hmm. but i look around and i'm like oh my goodness like everyone lives like paycheck to paycheck there's not a lot of opportunity i it's on an indian reservation and my dad still lives there actually and um we started high school with over 250 kids and only 89 of them graduated so that tells you like about the town, right? And we go home and you love it because there's so much to do. There's agriculture, there's the river, and there's um, great people. And I just look back and think about all the opportunities that I feel like sometimes people don't get in a small town like maybe they would here. There, yes, yeah. yes.
1: And so, one of the things that Heather had shared with me is that um, and more to get into the real estate yeah. part, um, just having like the dri- big dreams, like um, I think you told me that you thought only like doctors and lawyers could make money.
0: Yeah, so growing up, like you said, in the small town, only a handful of people actually went to college. And um, like when you look around the town, there was, I can think of like two houses that were the two-story houses. And everyone, those are the rich people, right? And they just happened to be doctors. So there was like two doctors in the town and maybe one attorney. And I just never realized that there was even engineers or anything like that that people could go to college and have bigger lives with, because um, we were just never exposed to it. So, and no follow my parents because you do get to do cool things when you're from a small town, right? Like, so I got to play basketball, volleyball, and softball, and I was a yearbook editor. And in bigger towns, you kind of have to pick one, right? Mm. And then that's all you do so it's there is great ways to be about a small town it's just you don't get to see a lot of the opportunity and don't get to realize how much money there is and how money can make your life easier and enhance it and do the work of God Mm -hmm. and all the things that you have planned with it um, when you're not exposed to it so it's true Mm -hmm. it's true I think that's
1: super interesting because I think we all have that um, tendency to be have mind blocks in one way or another Mm -hmm. right because none of us can we don't have the mind of God, you know. None of us don't get stuck. Mm-hmm. But I just think it's so interesting And I, you, about your success now and all the things that you've realized in your life. And you look back and go, I never would have dreamt that if I would have stayed there, right? That wouldn't have occurred to you or even been an opportunity.
0: Right. And I think, and that, I think yeah. it's kind of bred into you as well. So like I was sharing with you, even now, my parents both have regular jobs. One of them's retired, but I know in the back of their hearts they're worried for me, right? Because I don't have a regular W-2 job. I don't get a paycheck every two weeks. Oh, you work too much. Oh, you don't work enough. Oh, what if this happens? No, what if that happens? And I think that coming out of an environment like that, um, you have to program yourself and have a good spouse, honestly, that helps you think differently and to remind you where you're going. So.
1: And so you and your husband met, in- High school,
0: school, yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. I was in the eighth grade band concert, and I was actually friends with his sister, and um, apparently he spotted me or something while we were playing our clarinets. But anyways, (laughs) so he went home and asked his sister for my number, and his sister assumed it was for one of his friends, not him, Uh and then he started calling me. And so that rest is history. That's so great. Look at that
2: one
1: with the clarinet. Uh, That's my future wife. Yeah. That's
0: so and for the record, we uh, go Christmas Caroling with my in-law's family with instruments. And I don't I forgot all my notes, so I have to play the clarinet with my sister-in-law because she knows everything. So yeah. yeah, I'll play every like fourth
1: note. <laughs> you're,
0: you're playing the air clarinet. Too. Yes.
1: Did you know that Sheridan <laughs> plays the air well, I, women? I do. I do. It's <laughs> a good story. That's another story. Alright, well, Thank you for sharing all that, that's so cool and Deborah, you're so uninteresting, why don't you tell us about yourself and where you came from and how did you get here and give us
2: all of it. Oh boy, so I was born in Germany, my mother is from Singapore and she was a, um, a beauty queen, she was an actress, she was a dancer and uh, she left home at a young age because her mom was a little controlling, she, my grandmother was Taiwanese-French. And she was a professor at a university in Singapore and she was kind of very, very strict. And your mom was not? Oh, my mom was not. <laughs> Free spirit. She, well, she grew up in a convent, in a Catholic convent. And then when she was 15, she was released from there to help my grandmother raise the remaining siblings. And that's when she went to um, start beauty competitions because she was really beautiful. Mm-hmm. And um, then she saw money and she won a car when she won in Singapore. And, Then she felt freedom, and then she got married when she was 16 to a 30-year-old to run away from home. (laughs) (laughs) It only lasted 30 days though. (laughs) 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 One for every year of his life. (laughs) And then she um, joined a a tour that was worldwide and traveled the whole world. And my father, in the meanwhile, he grew up in a small, small town in Germany. And his father died when he was five, so he grew up with his mom and his grandmother. And he's like, there's no way I'm gonna stay. And at 15, he left to join the sea. He was on the boat and traveled the world. So both my parents were young and left home, very young to travel the world. They met in Spain. My mom was performing. My father was at the harbor with his ship and she had a little chihuahua. (laughs) And he was barking in the rooms of the hotel manager told my mom, you cannot perform, you're disturbing the guests. And she saw my father was googling at her Mm -hmm. and he became the babysitter of the dog. (laughs) And the minute he was watching the dog, he's like, I'm marrying this woman. I'm gonna follow her, I'm gonna I'm gonna really happen. And he did. I didn't hear that hard. He he followed her and they they went to Finland because that's where her next tour was. Mm -hmm. He abandoned ship, he went there, he's like, This woman is gonna marry me. She wound up marrying him eight years, they toured the world, he became her manager. Yeah. And then he wanted a baby and they settled down in Germany because he wanted to be somewhere subtle since of his um, experience of being on a boat he, he landed a really good job in the in the harbor of the town I was born in Bremen mm-hmm. Germany and then the rest was history I was born only child then they moved us to the countryside a very very small town and it was interesting because I you know my family was very Diverse, mm-hmm. and this was a very predominant old school, old fashioned German town, and we kind of stuck out. Yeah, especially my mom because she was really pretty, and it, it was it was challenging growing up. There was a lot of diversity and adversity. People were um, when I was walk when she was walking me to school, they would go ching chong chong. Oh you know, it was no. It was very really uh, tough. Really? Yeah. Jeez, what is and wrong with people? <laughs> so I had the bug of travel. As a child, my, my parents would always go vacation somewhere. That was the one thing we got spoiled with was travel. No material things, very common, very basic growing up. I and mean, it was just, just you, you're the only one. Just child. me. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so at eighteen I decided to leave.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I had my eye on America. Just because my parents, my dad was always fascinated about America. My mom had a sister here and many times he was trying to convince my mom to move here Mm -hmm. and she was just not having it Mm -hmm. and so i did it and And you got help from her sister from her sister yes and then eventually i got married i joined the military i was in the army um because i needed a little bit of discipline you know (laughs) (laughs) i was a child (laughs) child. i was a wild child and i needed to be tamed and the military did a really good job and then uh, when I got out of the service, I worked as a detailed recruiter in Tucson. I was attached to a recruiting um, command in Tucson and was there with my, my ex-husband, the father of both of the boys. And that was a wonderful experience too. And that's how someone approached me to say I was in the wrong field and I should join um, um, real, estate. real estate. I think that's fascinating. Yeah. That one person who spoken to your
1: life at that moment yeah. Changed the whole course, all of it. I, Everything, the whole. I course wouldn't even throughout. know
2: what real estate really meant at that time. I was just I knew the military, and I knew how to be a mom. Mm-hmm. That was it. And uh, his name is John Barry. He's in Tucson. He's a broker. And till this day, he calls me at least twice, twice a year. Mm-hmm. How's my rock star doing? Nice. So he he's just he's he was an inspiration to me. He mentored me for one solid year, showed me listing appointments, buyer appointments, to pay attention to detail, to always put the client first. Never look at the commission until it's a done deal, until mm-hmm. they have the keys, you know? So yeah, he was he was a big impact on my Wow, life. I, I think
1: that's fantastic. It just we talk all the time about how we have to find out how we are uniquely talented and then bless others with that unique talent, right? Mm-hmm. And he did a great job. I mean yeah. Does he does he understand like the <laughs> yeah. impact that just because he took the time to say you're in the wrong field yeah. and then invested a whole year, which I get it. I'm sure you played him as Splitter, but that's not probably well, not he, where it came from. No, he, it came from his heart, right? It he was genuine. Yeah, yeah. That's so that's so great. That gives me goosebumps. Yeah. I love that story. Okay, so now that we see how boring both of you are, let's <laughs> talk about your careers a little bit because I think it's it's quite impressive both of you. Um, I'll start with you, Heather. <laughs> At first, when I was looking at your information and I saw two years, I thought, oh my gosh, she's only been in the business two years, (laughs) right? Right? But you
0: started very Mm part-time,
1: and give us a little history of that.
0: Yeah, so I got my license in 2005 when I was at the University of Arizona, so bear down for your son. (laughs) And um, my mom and I actually got it together, and did nothing with it, I was with a broker down there, and went through some training courses and selling houses, et cetera. Um, I, because again, going back to my small town mindset, I didn't realize that it was a job, and not to offend anyone, but I sort of thought it was just for part-time people, moms who wanted to make some extra money. I didn't realize that there there's a real business to be built inside of this industry. Mm-hmm. So I graduated from the U of A, and I went and worked at PetSmart Corporate. Um, and I was commuting to North Phoenix, so an hour and a half one way every single day, um, with my carpool partner. So from there, I had Cooper, my son. He had a little bit of developmental delays, and my mother-in-law was actually taking him to um, all of his treatments, like three days a week. And I felt like the need to be closer, so I could help with my own child. <laughs> so I um, left there and went and worked for U.S. Foods, which was closer, and. I probably shouldn't have said the name of the place because I hated it. So, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. It was, it was all personal. And remember how earlier you talked about one door closes and the yes. other one opens? Yes. If I would have never left PetSmart and I would have never had my child and never had developmental we delays, I would never be here. And mm-hmm. so, as awful as I thought it was in my own mind, I would have never jumped off the ledge and left a job like that mm-hmm. um, to be in real estate full time. So it's good, right? Yes. Everything happens for a reason. It's true. right? Yes. So while I was working at uh, U.S. Foods, I, one of my friends was like, hey, I'm going to sell my house. Do you want to help me? I had no idea what I was doing. Literally, my broker did all the comps. And I figured it, I'm smart, so I figured it out, right? Um, But was nowhere near qualified for the job. Anyway, so I did what I was supposed to, we sold the house, held open houses, I started meeting the neighbors, and then I started selling properties in only in that particular 200 group neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And um, it just kind of went from there. So I would do eight or nine deals here and there a couple years before I quit. And then when I had my second child two years ago, I had to decide if I wanted to go back and be at the corporate level and work my way up to be a VP or something like that, or if I wanted to stop doing that and um, sell real estate full-time. So when your part-time job is making more than your full-time job, (laughs) you kinda have to reevaluate things. And so um, my husband and I sat down and I said I wasn't gonna go back. So I never went back from maternity leave to my other job. So um, at that time, when I left, I was selling 24 houses. as my part-time job and then um, last year sold 64 and then this year we're on track to do almost 100. So I, I am not surprised. I'm not surprised whatsoever because just sitting here for the first time face-to-face mm-hmm. with this woman,
1: I can't help but love you. Like, You know what I mean? When you just yeah. have that kind of a, a an attractive personality, I, I am, I'm sure you work Thank extremely you. hard. I'm sure you do yeah. a wonderful job, but people who do well, there's something about them. There's something about mm-hmm. you too that makes people want to work with you, right? Mm -hmm. So um, your team's
0: small. It's not like you have... Correct. Tell us about that a little bit. So up until a month and a half ago, there was three of us, myself, another agent, and we have uh, the best transaction administrative person you can have. And so there was just three of us. And the past six months, we've been building out systems because we know we want to grow bigger and help more people. In order for us to help more people, we have to help people in two ways. One, our clients, and then also people on our team. And so we've hired six new agents over the past month and a half that are brand new agents. And four of them have already done one deal. So that's awesome. (laughs) Congratulations. Doesn't that feel good to help people get started? Yeah, so yeah. I say I love selling houses, don't get me wrong, but the joy of seeing someone, so one agent on my team, she did two deals before she met me, and she's going to do 24 deals this year. That joy yeah. is more profound than any yeah. listing or whatever that I can do. So. It's the truth. Yeah, mm-hmm. when
1: you get to, thats we love our our agents here mm-hmm. and our staff, like their family, Yeah, and we get so sad when somebody doesn't succeed and we are so full of joy when they do mm-hmm. and I, I know exactly what you're saying yeah that's cool mm-hmm. Deborah, you have the greatest real estate story no <laughs> you, <do. laughs> you have to bring us just a little bit
2: through your history of how you, you we heard how you started yeah but then so when i i transitioned my first year was in tucson And then I transitioned out here to Phoenix and I I seek the same brokerage what used to be um, Prudential at the time. Mm -hmm. I've been with the same broker the whole um, 15 years, but um, I I wanted to be different when I got into real estate. So I decided to go to Madrid, Spain, and it was an international uh, real estate convention. Mm -hmm. And that's where I first dabbled into doing international referrals. And that's when I got introduced to Panama. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. did a trip to Panama, to Argentina, to Mexico, and met all these different developers and builders. And right at the beginning of your career, 2005 it's mm-hmm. when it's all started. Mm-hmm. And I got into real estate in 2003. And um, it just opened up so many opportunities. And in 2006 to 2008, I was doing a lot of referral business to Panama and in- Clients that I've met at airports or they just found out that I have oh, yeah. connections and I can put them in touch with people that are trustworthy that I, you know, screened prior and they invested into properties down there for 63000 that I'm now selling for $300,000 so awesome. and they are at retirement stage now. That's so awesome. And just I, I, always, I can't believe we listened to you 10 years ago. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Best investment ever. And it's so beautiful down here. And that was just to make things different that I dabbled into. Mm -hmm. I wanted to, just I wanted to fulfill myself too. That real estate actually brings me a joy. Yeah. So. Then you went through the whole short sale thing. And I went through the whole (laughs) short sale thing. And I met a realtor, a broker from Boston, at one of the NAR conventions, who told me our market is gonna tank. I was like, Nah. That was during 2006. I was like, it's (laughs) going to be
0: crazy forever, right? (laughs) Because I was still
2: new in the business. He's like, nope. He's like, you're going to have short sales. I'm like, what is a short sale? Bad enough, I had to learn what an easement was (laughs) for English being my second language. Now you're talking about short sales. I had no Mm clue. So he filled me in, explained it to me, and I kind of had a little bit of an aha moment. It's kind of true. Can't keep going up. Something Mm -hmm. has to adjust. Mm -hmm and when it did, Boy, it did, oh my, everything he taught me and explained to me just came to realization and that led me to be on the panel uh, with AAR to create a short sale addendum. Then um, the same time, during that time, I was going through a divorce, so I became a single mom. No real estate business, everybody's talking about short sales, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna take on this short sale and I'm just gonna help people out of their situations. and. There were two people in the industry, Dean Naughton and Jeff Raskin, who mm-hmm. really believed in me. They said, you need to teach what you know to others. And they came up with a curriculum, uh, then I started teaching, it helped. What I learned, what I earned from there helped me pay my mortgage, because we were facing yeah, losing exactly. our home. Our house, yeah. And my kids were eight and 10, and here I am by myself, no mm-hmm. family. I still had a green card at that time. I was really nervous. Mm-hmm. And it just all, it's just like you said before, Mm -hmm. one door shuts and three opened, Mm -hmm. and I just went for it, and I hustled, and it changed everything. Yeah, Yeah, that's a great
1: story because, um, first of all, you had to, God had to give you wisdom to listen to that man in Boston, Mm -hmm. and not just decide, and then to to have the courage to do something about it. Yeah. So that, I just think that that's the greatest story Mm -hmm. that you just persevered through what must have been the scariest Oh, it was scary. I know that But when I, before I met my husband, who's my best friend and is amazing, I was a little like, I'm going to be a single mom. Mm-hmm. Well, if I have to be a single mom, because I was a school teacher, okay. I'm like, well, I'm not going to be a broke single mom.
0: I'm <laughs> like, get real It's for me. so that's how I
1: got real estate. I, um, okay, let's see. Oh, yeah. Well, both of you have, not that... Anybody gets out of this life without tragedy or hard things or, mm-hmm. you know, we all get to do that mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> Fun stuff, but both of you have been through some adversity that you shared with me mm-hmm. um, Would you mind sharing a little bit about how your, your diagnosis kind of went with your mindset a little bit?
0: Right, so two years ago I had my um, My two-year-old was what about six months old and my husband and I played volleyball. We played volleyball Monday nights and uh, I woke up the next morning and my feet were like a little bit tingly. And I thought, what the heck, I must have like pinched a nerve or something like that, right? It kept happening and it kept going up my legs. And so, a long story short, I was numb from like the chest down, I couldn't walk, I couldn't carry my child. Went to the hospital through MRIs, etc. I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. And so it's kind of weird going in the hospital thinking you just have a pinched nerve and then coming out with that. And you're like, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. right? And so, um, remember I just quit my job, I have this new baby that I can't hold, because they can't walk, and I, I got scared, and so the naturally you're like, okay, I gotta go back, right, I gotta go find another job, so I yeah. gotta go get all my disability, you know, benefits, yeah. all that stuff is gone, right, and um, and then i'm like oh no it goes like i can't how am i going to show a house how am i going to walk up a two-story house etc right so after you go through all that and you get your stuff together <laughs> you pull it all together um you realize you get your treatment plan and then um my feeling started coming back to my legs thank god and um and so now i just have like i live with just a little bit of it and then regular treatments but at that time it was kind of like a dark place, right? To think like, I'm gonna give up on what I've just created yeah. and all that kind of good stuff that I have the best husband. And so we figured it out. And so I hired someone, an agent for the wrong reasons, which is again, a blessing in disguise, right? Cause she pushed me to create these systems and processes in place. And it kind of helped me think from going from, I'm just gonna be an individual agent to I wanna build a business because now I'm like, okay, if something happens to me, my business will go on. Mm-hmm. Like there, I have, shared my knowledge with other people and can help them build a business and they can go show houses and they can do things like that and um so it's better for everyone so I did have my little weak moment and then I pulled it all back together and um we're gonna keep going forward it is what it is right God gives us trials and that was mine and whether I someday can walk or not it doesn't matter because it's I will go forward and do what my plan is yeah that is is a remarkable
1: reaction Because so often, I think people just give up so easily. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't blame sometimes people right. for having that. I, I just need to give up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But look, how many people would not have received the blessing of your instruction? And mm-hmm. how many people right now wouldn't be a part of your team building their business? And mm-hmm. I'm getting more goosebumps today than I have in a while. <laughs> it's not because it's cold in here. I just love to see the handiwork of God in people's lives. Mm-hmm. It thrills me. Right. So that is remarkable that yeah. you could push through that mm-hmm. and come out the other side. Like, it's great. I nice. love it. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. All right. Now you've got a story as well. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you got to hit what we're talking about. <laughs> so, you've you, you faced a lot of adversity and going through, like, um, with your boys and being a single mom and having to be afraid that you're going to lose your house and and I'm sure there was times
2: when you just wanted to give up. Yeah, when I got a divorce, I actually wanted to go back home. Okay. I, that was in 2008, I think. That's when my world kind of crashed on everything, you know. I was just not sure where I should go, should I really pursue, you know, learning and, and teaching these short sales. What should I do with my kids? I'm here by myself. Why am I still here? Mm-hmm. And I went home and I wanted to stay. Mm-hmm. But my kids kept on saying, so when does football start again? And don't school start anytime soon? It's like, "Um, well, I kind of wanted to stay here. What do you think? Oh, and the tears. Mom, we're Americans. You can't take our home away. And so I promised them I would I would hang out here and and make the best out of it until they are adults. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm thinking about that. But that's um, so that's
1: so hard. Like the moment that you want to be selfish and you want to make yourself feel more comfortable but then you decide not to. for them yeah I mean that's hard most I don't think most people do that I don't think I look around I see people making decisions Mm -hmm. out of self Mm -hmm. self 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 self. Mm -hmm. you're you're my kids I'm the Mm -hmm. mom you know or maybe not even that situation but to have the strength to honor your kids in that situation that'd be hard
0: yeah and
2: I I look at them and they are just my driving force. Because mm-hmm. if I can do it, they will know that they can do it. That's right. And since you know I was their only role model, I was the only person teaching them things. I just really said I can't quit. I can't quit on them, and I can't. I just have to keep going. And I'm sure you're glad for that. Yeah, I am. You're making
1: money. I am. And you know what? And, I, think you, I don't think we shared it on the show,
2: but you're thinking, what do I do next now? My boys are grown. <laughs> What's my next? And that's why I started mentoring, and yeah. I started reaching out to other people that I gravitate to, that I see so much potential. Mm-hmm. And just like you were saying, you have a rock star that is just producing mm-hmm. because you saw their unique gift. Right. I'm just kind of doing yeah. that, and it's so fulfilling. Mm-hmm. And when you see them... Being so good at something, and they just didn't know. Yeah. And one lady is from Germany. She has a similar story. She's also an immigrant here, has a green card, and I was like, "You can do this because you are just perfect for this mm-hmm. job." And it's just and that's very what we're rewarding. That's yeah. what we're supposed to do. We we have to not... give back. Yeah. You you know?
1: mm-hmm. Plus, that's so full of joy. Anybody who's yes. not doing that, you're missing out on yeah. so much joy. Yeah. You're you're harming yourself mm-hmm. by not, like I said, finding how are how are you uniquely gifted and apply it. And yeah. apply it in a massive way and mm-hmm. it brings more to you than you're giving. Mm-hmm. You know it's, that's really cool. Okay, let's see. if you had if you had a, an advice to give people now that remember it's don't tell me you can't, right? Both of you <laughs> guys have pushed through some hard things. that means you guys can too. So exactly. what advice would you give our audience if anything personal, business, anything at all
2: to end us up? So do you want to go first? It doesn't matter. Do you want to her <laughs> No,
0: do me out. She's so sweet. She's like, do you want to go <laughs> first? No, you can't tell me. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> so my advice is just take a moment by yourself. Decide what you want to do and just do it and don't make any excuses for it and put it in a plan. So sit down and write down your five year plan or whatever that looks like to you and not just in one aspect of your life. So don't just write your plan for your business, but write your plan for your kids in our situation, your family, where do you wanna be You know, with your spouse and all those kind of things. And then once you have it written out, then put an action plan and literally go do it. No excuses. So it doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter if you get MS. It doesn't matter if you get divorced. It doesn't matter. If you want something bad enough, you will find a way and you will make um, a will to get it done. Absolutely. Amen. That's the yeah. truth. I, I, I have to second
2: that and just be genuine. Be authentic. And, and go for, if, if this is what, something that you want to do, be the best at it. Just like if you wanna be a cashier at a grocery store, be the best one. Put the mm-hmm. brightest smile on and just make people feel your energy and just feel that you're genuine and really there to make their day brighter. And it's just like that that you need to serve. Yeah. You need to give. Mm-hmm. And it's so rewarding when you do. And then you find yourself in a place and now I'm getting these <laughs> <laughs> Um that you just you're fulfilled. Yeah. You're really fulfilled by doing this, when you can help others better themselves. It's the truth. It's it's biblical. God
1: created us for work. Mm -hmm. And he created us for work. And therefore, when we work excellently, excellently, Mm -hmm. when we work so well, it's a form of worship. Excellent work is a form of worship and both of you are excellent. So thank you very much for being here today. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Um, I love this show. If you don't, if you don't, you have a problem. Call me up. And, And you need to tell other women who are in real estate that they need to watch this because I think it's so encouraging. It's so important to hear our voices and get rid of excuses and know that anybody can do what they're dreaming to do. It's fantastic. So look, check out our Facebook page. Um, we have an Instagram site, <laughs> and we're we are ha- we're on iTunes as a podcast, Absolutely. which is very <laughs> exciting. Um, if you like Moms in Real Estate, we have cute shirts and other things that you can buy at shopmomsinrealestate.com. And um, if you know anybody that should be on the show, whether they're in the state of Arizona or outside of the state of Arizona, please let us know. Who do they email, Kristen? Casey at moms and estate, at moms and com. Live. we want to hear from more excellent women like these two so thank awesome. you very much thank, thank you, thank you. Much. and for watching